Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. We're back on Your Tech Report. Thank you guys for being with us. I am Marco Flalo in Montreal, Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles, California. If you want to get involved, of course, the email address contact at yourtechreport.com. And of course, you can find us on all our social media platforms. Uh, Are you going to ask me? Tech report. What? How to spell it? No, I think I think no, no, no. our audience have figured it out by now. No, the spelling is great. Our audience has been great. This many years on the air, they should know how to spell the name. <laughs> but I like that you know we give it all the time. Are you going to ask about this? About your smile? My big smile. The end-to-end smile about uh, yes, companies and image that you get more excited about than others. Not that yes. others are any worse than the others. Okay? No, we do not company shame <laughs> here, but we company embrace and and and, and support. We so, do. Uh, why, uh, so why do I have this big smile on my face? Mitchell, well, why do you have this noticing. big smile on your face? That, you know, that was so unprompted. Thank you for asking. No um, I'm excited because whenever in, 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 I talk to our, you know, our guest, you know, before we bring him in a little bit before the show started, just to talk about, you know, how I feel about the company and the product we're about to talk about. Um, there's a segment of gaming. I'm a, I'm a big gamer, right? We know it. We know I love board games, but I'm talking like video, you know, PC games. Um, I've been a gamer for a long time. There's a, a particular segment of the gaming world that I'm, I've always been infatuated with, and that is handheld gaming. It's not to say I don't love my, you know, my Series X and my PS5 and my, you know, my rig here. That those are great. But there's something about being portable that's just fun and exciting and it frees you. And so handhelds have always been a big thing for me. But there's always been one thing uh, that no one up until now has really nailed 100%. And that is the, and it's a fairly new category, which is the PC handheld. And I think there's one word that people associate with handhelds in general, and that one word, if, if Mark can see if you agree with me, has been compromise. Whenever you have a handheld device, there is a compromise because you're giving something up in order to get that portability. Up until now, up until this month, no one has been able to do a PC handheld without compromise until Asus has done it. Asus has done it, and I... I, I'm, I'm going to let you do the intro because we have a lot of things, you know, to need to talk about. But if you've been waiting for a handheld PC, a portable PC that you could put in your pocket that compromises in no way whatsoever, stay tuned because you're about to be as excited as I am. JJ Guerrero is a technical marketing manager over at Asus Mitchell, and he joins us now. Thank you so much for being with us. It's uh, I, I love getting, you know, I, I, I got to let our audience into a couple little secrets behind the scenes here. And I tell this to every single company that we speak to, JJ, which is that we really do reach out to companies whose products we are extremely fond of. Not yep, only that's what I tell them. the new products, and this is not a word of a lie, and I swear on you know my children and my unborn children and my dogs and everything, is that because I just don't I don't have the capacity to fake it, <laughs> you know? And I don't want to talk, I don't want to just talk to everybody. I want to really, if I'm not going to be totally interested in, in an interview that we do, then why am I going to do it? And, and, I'm, I'm using this as my intro to you because I want you to realize that um, we spent long and hard trying to find someone at Asus to talk to because we could talk about this ourselves, but this is this is no fun. So welcome to the show. 
<laughs> well, no, it's fantastic to it's fantastic to be able to talk about here. I mean, I think the thing that's fun and that you definitely guys are communicating is that you guys are enthusiasts. And I think one of the things that uh, really resounds with ASUS uh, through the community and the reason why we've been able to be where we're at, you know, after 30 years, right? We, you know, we recently had our actually 30th anniversary. RG not that long ago had 15th anniversary is because I think that we've really actually been true to those roots of being kind of a company that focuses on you know, innovation, quality, performance, and and really being true to our enthusiasts, right? And that's why I think so many people was like, when Asus and then ROG said, they're going to do this, that's what got a lot of people really excited because you kind of are bringing everything that we're known for to the table and that just kind of upped the ante. Right? And that's really yeah, cool. It, it, sorry, yeah. this is, sorry, Mitchell. I'm the, and that's really Look cool up. because because we talked about this a little bit off the air and then, and I got laid to the table here, but um, Asus as a brand, like, I mean, if you list the, the, the accomplishments at our products or, or elements that you guys work in, there's a lot that we know about. And there's a lot that some of the geekier people will know about, you know, and then yeah. there's even more that really like high level IT professionals know about. So they're bringing in all this expertise uh, and, and working together on a product like this is a pretty cool culmination of, I think, a lot of a lot of years of of accomplishments. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really cool. And like you said, I think there's a lot of different people that have kind of experience with us in a wide range of ways. Some people have, you know, uh, of course, had maybe one of our great ROG gaming laptops. Then we've got other people that might be coming from the PC DIY crowd, like myself, which are enthusiasts and they've built their own system. But they could also be other people that maybe they've had something like an ROG phone, or maybe they actually have one of our routers, right? Or they maybe have a monitor, right? Uh, maybe they actually have, you know, one of our servers and workstations, right, that they deploy, right? So it's quite interesting because there's so many different touch points. But I think the really cool and exciting part is that what we're known for, regardless of that, is really, I think, a focus, again, on being um, performance oriented in terms of our design, right, the quality, the innovation focus that we have there. And that's what really makes us exciting. And that's really what you see, I think, when we get into talking about the allies, that a lot of that DNA, quote unquote, that you find with Asus, and especially with an ROG, it's really front and center. You know, it's funny, JJ, JJ, as you go through everything, as you went through everything you guys do, whether it is, uh, you know, your brilliant routers and cards motherboards and screens and laptops you talk about that and you realize you guys doing a handheld pc console basically you know a gaming console that fits in your pocket you're the perfect company to do this because as we talked a little bit about before you're able to leverage as mark was saying your experience in all these areas if there was one company that you would want to do this it would be you guys I would, I would, I, you know, I'm biased, right? But I would 100% agree. And, uh, you know, definitely when we, I think, get into some of the really cool aspects of what we've done on the inside, you can really see how much work that we've leveraged from, you know, a lot of the things that we've done, uh, you know, year to year to year improving on things like our, our, our laptops. Because the reality is with this being a Windows gaming handheld device, right? We bring that experience of really being a premier gaming centric Windows manufacturer, right? In terms of a system product. Um, and then on the hardware side, we can bring all those really great learnings that we've had, right? Whether it's, like I said, being sensible about the experience that users have when you talk about noise, right? Being sensible about how you dissipate heat, right? Especially when you're talking about a small system like this. Screens, right? Making sure that we're calibrating, making sure that you have high color accuracy, right? All these little subtle points that it can be challenging for a new company when they get into this, right? That it's like, oh, you realize this a year down the road that maybe you should have kind of had this in effect. But that's the great opportunity here is that uh, it's not to say, of course, there's not always the opportunity to improve upon. Uh, you know, if anything, our teams are ready probably, you know, on the inside as we're getting ready to launch this, right? They're already being like, what can we keep doing for the next generation to even take something further? Which is, I think, also one of the exciting points, right? Is that 
while we're finishing something, we're already getting ready to kind of think about where can we keep going. JJ, talk to us about conception for a second here, and I'm not talking about my kids. Yeah. I'm talking about wow. uh, the idea, the idea to create a product category like this. Um, did it was it born from just increased mobile use of games and just not having that power? Where did it come from? And then was everybody in the room like going, are you nuts? Or was it a, a, a welcoming approach? Yeah, so I, I think it, you know, it ties into a, a few different things, right? So I think one, collectively, people get surprised, right? When you talk about that the largest player bases that exist in the world are not actually on consoles, they're actually on PC, right? Um, and this is surprising for people like when they hear like really that PC gamers are actually the number one actually gamers. And part of this is, because of its inherent openness and long-standing, essentially flexibility, it exists in so many ways, shapes, and forms. When you talk about like a console, you're limited to just that specific console. With Windows, it's quite different, right? Because literally, you have a 30-plus year game library that is available to you, and that you can play across all these different companies, and uh, across a desktop, across a laptop, right? And from our perspective. Our goal, especially within ROG, has been trying to make sure that we give the best experiences possible. And that has evolved from, you know, starting off on the desktop side, which of course is kind of think about it like performance unbound. You're not restricted by anything. It's just how much maximum performance you can get. But of course, as we, you know, moved over into the early 2000s, you started seeing people wanting to have essentially, I think, the simplicity and the performance that you would have in something like a laptop, right? And so then it became about, well, how do you take that big performance that you have from that desktop side and move that into the laptop? And that's taken years. And literally, it's actually a yearly struggle, right, to take the latest and greatest technologies and put those in there. Um, but a few years ago, we actually even started kind of even moving further where we started creating the new categories like the flow. The flow is actually a concept that we have where it's actually like a laptop, but it's a tablet, but it's truly capable of gaming grade flexibility, could support like an upgradable graphics through like an external dock. Um, and we were kind of already kind of testing the waters where we had people that goes, you know what, when I'm really using a laptop, I want to be, I want to be essentially uninhibited by the weight. Right. And, and, if I'm going to game, I'm okay being kind of docked in and then maybe putting in this dock and evolving it further. And this was already kind of driving those undertones of saying, let's keep pushing this envelope when we talk about being mobile, about being flexible, right? And bringing that same type of performance. And so, you know, the actual story for the Ally, uh, RG Ally already started about five years ago where we first conceptualized and started doing kind of prototyping, looking at the technology, right? The graphics architecture, the CPUs, all the different factors that you're going to have to kind of try to put in to realize this type of device. And we kind of have now got to this one point in the industry where we talk about like performance in terms of, you know, the CPU, the graphics technology, batteries, screens, kind of everything finally getting to that point where, you know, like you talked about Mitchell, we're not compromising, you know, probably for us, we would say we're compromising, but we're trying to compromise to, I think, the most reasonable degree that are going to leave gamers with a satisfied experience. And that's really the most important part, right? You're not going to kind of go walk away from this and go, ah, you know what, I tried this out and it's just really not that great. And I don't want to keep playing it, right? If anything, the experience is going to be so good that you're going to be like, I wish you could even make the battery last longer <laughs> or that you do this or you could do this. So it sets that kind of precedence. Well, right? to, to put this in context a little bit, and if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking about the brand new, the newly announced Asus ROG Ally, which is a 
handheld, full-blown PC gaming experience fits in your pocket. And again, when we're talking about like not having to compromise and, and believe Maybe me- a cargo pocket. And what? Car- <laughs> what's car- no, listen, I have big pockets. I can fit this thing. No, I mean, it's, you know, it's, yeah, of course it's got some heft to it, but I could fit it in my cargo pants. I definitely could. Um, to, to give, you know, the lack of compromise some context here and, and JJ, you'll stop me if I'm wrong because I'm not reading this off the cheat sheet or anything, but we're talking about we're not talking about a 720p display. We're talking about a full-blown 1080p IPS low mm-hmm. latency display at 120 right. hertz, leveraging yep. AMD CPU and you know GPU architecture. We're talking about Zen One architecture. We're talking about you know full Windows 11. That's something you touched on before. We're not talking about being driven by Linux or some proprietary. You know, you this is a full-blown Windows machine. So that if there's something you can do on a Windows 11 on a, on your desktop or laptop. You can do it on the Ally. So when we're talking, yeah, there's, like, there's no compromise. I mean, this yeah, is that, that's, this is really incredible. And I mean, this has never been done before. Like I said, we've seen some, you know, handheld PC gaming consoles around, uh, but not with the specs that we're seeing here. And also, I have to say, because again, this is just like the cherry on top of the whipped cream for the Sunday here. It looks killer. You know, we're not talking about some drab black machine here with some buttons. And I'm not trying to shame. There are some nice companies out there doing some really cool stuff. But this thing looks like an Asus ROG product, including like the RGB elements around the sticks, um, the yeah. slick look, uh, the, the great thermal management. And it just it looks beautiful. Was was the look of it was the design team must have been has been excited about the component team because they made this thing look incredible. Oh yeah, there. Well, it's a you know it's a harmonious relationship, right? Uh, the reality is that you know we have a truly world class ID team. You know we are lucky enough that literally every year you know we're winning awards from you know the Design FI Foundation, right, to industry accolades, um, and especially for ROG, a cornerstone of ROG from the very beginning, from the very first product that we've designed, is always to be mindful of aesthetics. It's not to say that aesthetics are going to be more important than functionality and performance and the elements that you have to have in place to be able to ensure that you want to use the device that you're talking about. But unquestionably, gamers especially and enthusiasts appreciate something that looks good, right? And that has clean and bold and and present styling. And that's definitely something that we wanted to have within the Ally, right? I mean, uh, you know, there's a saying that's now existed in the PC community for years. It's called RGB all the things. So yeah, (laughs) of course. Did we need to add RGB? No. But did we want to add RGB? Unquestionably, yes. <laughs> How much did, uh, did, did you know the emergence of cloud gaming play in the creation of a device like this? Actually, uh, just about none, because the reality is that we wanted a local gaming experience. That is the gold standard of what PC gamers want, and actually, I think what gamers really want. Um, now, we actually have a really good understanding of that because, of course, we have you know a, an outstanding line of actually high-performance routing solutions, and we've been big proponents of people that want to take advantage of everything from you know Amazon Luda to GeForce Now to now Xbox Cloud Gaming. And actually, that's the really cool thing. This device allows you to do that. If you want to essentially get the highest battery life, you don't want to have to worry about downloading a game, right? You don't want to necessarily incur maybe more cost to buy games and maybe you want to go through that cloud-based environment. Well, you've got Wi-Fi 6E, the you know, about fastest Wi-Fi spec you can get on a product. It's built in here to allow you to stream that at a low latency with that great screen, with those nice controls and not necessarily even be leveraging, of course, the performance that's on tap there locally. But where things get really interesting is, of course, is that you can bring your library over. So many PC gamers, they have libraries that may be 
15 years old, maybe more, right? Or maybe you're a first-time gamer and you're just getting into it. And this is where the partnership with somebody like Microsoft and, and integrating even that you're going to have multi-months of Game Pass included, where right out of the box, you can sign up for that. You've got, you know, three months packed in there, um, which actually includes not only their no, the local Game Pass, which will allow you to install games, but also the cloud gaming proponents. So both are included in that essentially package. You don't even have to have any game ownership. So whether you had that pre-existing library or whether you want to jump into the cloud, that's really the great thing is that, you know, when you're talking about other devices that might exist on the market, and they might be limited where you kind of have to maybe have games that are specific to that platform right. or here. The beauty of Windows is that it is that longest term standing platform. So it's really, do you want to cloud game? Go for it. Do you want to load up something on Xbox Game Pass? Go for it. If you want to use Steam, if you want to use Ubisoft, if you want to use Battle.net, it doesn't matter. Pick whatever gaming service because every single one of them runs on Windows. The choice is yours. And then the other really cool part to this, because it's actually a performant, literally like laptop, but in a gaming handheld, right, is that... If you then wanted to switch over and maybe just want some YouTube, maybe check out the current stream, right? Maybe a podcast, right? You can do that. Just open up YouTube, touch, and just watch that. And you can have a great experience. If you want to listen to some music, maybe you want to go back, throw this from your bag, throw it onto your desk, connect a keyboard and mouse, and actually then start typing something up in Windows, in yeah. Word, in Office. It's literally going to do that, that for you. you know, video project in Premiere. I mean, it, it could. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. It's, it's kind of crazy because we, you know, it is um, we really probably won't even see all the ways that users um, will utilize this until, you know, a few months. Right. That actually occur after the launch, because you're going to start getting people that go. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this. Yeah, this is my new I'm business computer. Streaming out you know? to Twitch. <laughs> I'm streaming out to YouTube because that's the cool stuff, right? Is that we have even built in functions here where, you know, within our SE software suite, right? You can automatically share something out to a social feed, right? You can take quick screenshots. You can actually capture and record video, right? Even crazy technologies like our Asus AI noise canceling, which we actually unveiled during the pandemic. And that's integrated in there where it automatically will actually process out actually environmental noise. So even if you're handheld and you're maybe in a coffee shop and you wanted to actually be chatting with a friend through Discord or through Steam chat or through a service, guess what? We're going to be able to filter that for you. And so much of that work that we've done already on that Windows side to be implement those experiences, they're baked in here, right? And that's really cool because, again, it's it, it makes actually looking at a device like this a little bit complicated because you don't have that kind of just narrow scope to say, this is what it does. It's actually so much bigger. Um, but that's where it is really quite exciting, right? Um, that you have just that flexibility. In conversation with JJ Guerrero from ASUS talking about the, the brand new ROG Ally. Um, of course, Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield with you. Uh, I'm just blown away, Mitchell. Well, you know what? I, I you know I, I sort of teased something with JJ before we went on the air, and that is uh, my and, and it it it's the culmination of everything we've been talking about up until now. We talk about the one killer feature that the Ally has. And again, you mention the litany of features, everything that it does, including, by the way, being able to hook up to an eGPU, which allows you to leverage, you know, a, a 4090 if you want to. <laughs> it's, it's really, if, yeah. if, if the extreme power wasn't enough in this in this handheld, you could go even further. Uh, and I, I was thinking about all this and I really, the killer feature for the Ally, and I'm going to go on record as saying this, it's not the brilliant screen or the strong processor or the great battery, the giant, the beautiful screen that's faster and better than anything on the market. It's all these things. It's its flexibility. It's the ability to do anything and let it be anything to you that you want it to be. If, if you want it to be, if you want it to be your everyday PC, it can do that. 
If you want to take it on a bus ride and show people that you can have a AAA title going on the bus, you can do that. Uh, if you want to hook up to an eGPU because you're a power monger and want to be able to show it off, you can do that. And I love the fact, and, and again, I think sometimes people get so caught up in individual features, they don't look at something as a whole. And, you know, yeah, whether holistic it's the kind of perspective, right? Exactly. It's like, and when it comes to even, and to me, you know, I was looking at the battery life. To me, that was a bonus. If I want to go, if I want to go hardcore at the most extreme settings and get, you know, between one and two hours of gameplay, that's great. If I want more battery life, I want like four or five hours, I can bump it down through the great. And we have to talk about the software because the software makes this thing hum also. The great proprietary software yeah, that no, Asus put on here. Uh, you're yeah, that you, you nailed it on the head there. I mean, definitely the flexibility that we're affording. This is something traditionally you don't actually, you actually haven't really seen from any other company. Um, if we take a look even at kind of some similar products that exist on the market, they generally what's happened is called a fixed power profile. So it pretty much means that it's going to run at a specific power envelope. And that's not bad because it, it guarantees you kind of a consistent level of performance, a certain life, type of battery life. But just like you have in a laptop, the thing is that you have different types of usage scenarios. Games are quite different. So take, for instance, me, I love all types of games. I might go into something and play like Ori in the Blind Forest, right, um, which is a much more kind of dynamic single player app, uh, action platformer. Um, it's beautiful graphics engine, but it's not going to be anywhere near as demanding as maybe me wanting to jump in and play Forza, right? Or then if I want to go in and maybe play some, um, you know, maybe like an RTS game like Company Heroes, which just came out or something like that, right? They're going to have very different types of experiences. And the great thing is you can go from different modes that we have built in, such as our silent mode, to then our standard mode, to then like a turbo mode. And then we can even give you more performance by the actually when you power it in. And this similar actually is very similar to laptops. Um, there's no right or wrong way to use advice. And some people will sometimes criticize another person for saying, well, this scenario doesn't work. And I go, it doesn't maybe work for you, but it works for them. You, you, we might have ally users that go, I'm actually not interested in really being mobile with it. I just want to be able to sit at home, right, on my couch, relax and be able to play in my hands. And actually I'm going to take advantage of the highest level of performance all the time because I'll have a cable connected. I'm entirely okay with that. Or maybe I'm going to kick back in my patio and do that. Right. And maybe every once in a while when I'm maybe in a car ride, or maybe if I'm going out, you know, and maybe I'm going to go catch a game or maybe something I can sit there for an hour and crank it up to those max settings. But then you might get other people that are like, no, I'm actually, I want to watch, you know, four, five, six hours of video on this. Maybe I'll read some things, check my email, do other stuff. And you're talking about different types of experiences, but also consider the timing that we also played into this aligns really well with where technology is in terms of powering your devices. You can now have, you know, true USB PD power banks that are very compact that you could put in a bag and easily be doubling or tripling your quote unquote battery life. Because how many of us now with our performing devices are carrying at least some form of a power bank with you anyways, right? Right. So you shouldn't just look at it from the pure kind of estimation of going the battery life that you have there is going to lock you in, right? You got to also sensibly think about it. It's just like when you take your laptop, some people take their laptop and don't even take a charger, right? But then there's other people that's always like, nope, I'm taking my charger oh, yeah. with me, right? And so you account for that experience as well, right? Because we've just we we get carried away, obviously, in the excitement about this. But let's let's break down what we're getting for under a thousand dollars. Under a thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, so you guys can see what I'm seeing here. I'll show you guys. We'll go through just like a little bit of a, a basic kind of run through, right? So again, we've got the ROG Ally. If anybody missed it, what we're talking about here is essentially this is a Windows gaming handheld. So it's a compact 
just a little bit over 600 grams. So it's actually very lightweight um, in terms of actually it's overall uh, essentially the heft that you're going to have, right? Seven inch base screen. And our tagline is we say, play all your games. Why? Because again, it's running Windows. So it means you can play whatever games you want. If it runs on Windows effectively, you can run it, right? Um, in terms of the kind of the chipset, think about this just like you think about a laptop where you're thinking about sometimes like how many cores you can have in something, how much memory you have in something, how big is the hard drive or the SSD. Because this is essentially using those same type of technologies, we've just packed those into a really, really small essentially size. So this is using the latest and greatest from AMD in terms of their Zen 4 technology. There's actually two different versions. And to your point, when you're talking about price, we'll have one that's based off of the standard Z1 chip. And then there's another one, which will be the Z1 Extreme. And there's a $100 Delta, so $599 or $699. All of the specifications we're going to talk about are going to be identical between both of these models. The difference really is just going to be the performance of the CPU and the performance of the GPU. Now, they're both going to still be great. And for the vast majority of people, um, you know, it doesn't really matter which one you, you go with. But we do think that the best option is going to be the extreme. It's just going to give you the most performance in that smaller um, kind of size. And especially for only $100 less, it really is quite a bit of a bump up in terms of performance. For those that kind of want to know a little bit of those base techs, um, the higher end model, the extreme, is a, essentially an eight core 16 thread part, which is pretty crazy to think that you got 16 threads in this little device. <laughs> and then the other model is going to be a six core 12 thread part. Okay, they're using the uh, latest generation DDR, uh, low profile, high bandwidth memory technology, PCI Express Gen 4 M.2 SSD, <laughs> which actually can be upgraded or replaced on the unit if you want to go. Uh, they will both come with 512 gigabytes of that storage. Uh, they feature the latest generation Wi-Fi 6E and Bluetooth 5.2. There's an option to even expand storage simply through a high-speed UHS-2 micro SD card slot. So if you don't want to open the unit to replace the M.2 SSD, you can just add, you know, a 128, a 256, a 512 terabyte, uh, excuse me, uh, a gigabyte, um, you know, uh, micro SD, and you'll be good to go. Um, now, in terms of the overall dimensions, when you're taking a look at this, you want to envision if you've never seen one of these, it's going to look similar to like a gaming console, right? You're going to have this touch screen. You're going to have your actual, uh, you know, your D-pad buttons, right? You're going to have your joystick, right? But really one of the really big things that we've prided ourselves on is the cutting edge screen that we've put in here. So normally on most screens, most devices, those of you might kind of be listening, you might have maybe heard something about refresh. That's how quickly the image is essentially refreshing on yeah. your screen. The faster this number, the smoother the experience. And for gaming, this is important. It just makes uh, motion clarity and the overall kind of responsiveness that you have, it just makes it nicer. Um, you're now starting to see high refresh rate in phones and in laptops, different devices. We're really excited to be the first gaming handheld to introduce 120 hertz on this device. And often overlooked, it's, it's actually maybe even more important than the 120 hertz. This is what you call a free sync or variable refresh rate display. And this is really exciting because what it essentially means is that when you're gaming, the screen is adapting to the performance of what the graphics can output. And that essentially just means you get a smoother, more consistent experience. If you had the screen working at a different rate than what the graphics is outputting, you actually get what's called micro stutters, or you can get frame tearing. And this can, you can play the game, but it reduces the experience. It just makes it not as enjoyable. So we're really excited, again, uh, an industry first, where we have essentially 120 hertz, and we have the variable refresh rate, the free sync technology. And then another little cool subtle point that um, some reviewers haven't even actually talked about in early impressions is we actually use what's called a native landscape display. 
many of the displays that you might see on other devices are technically what is called a portrait display. Um, so that actually means they were kind of designed for like a phone, not necessarily as a landscape orientation. Wow. Now you might go, well, why is that important? Reason being is that actually the vast majority of most all games are designed for a landscape mm -hmm. orientation, not for a portrait orientation. And what can happen is if you were to load a game, sometimes on these other devices that have a native portrait display, they can actually, they might not even load correctly or they'll error, they'll have a really kind of weird loadout. And you have to put some type of what's called wrapper or fix to essentially kind of tell the system, change the way that you're interpreting the, the dimensions, the resolution, and then render it out. But here, you don't have to worry about that. Essentially, it's just like it was playing on any type of monitor. So it's very, very exciting. It's, of course, a touchscreen uh, because it's Windows and just allows you to touch everything. Very sensible. 100% sRGB, so really nice, bold, punchy, clean color reproduction. And 500 nits, which means it's very usable in terms of the brightness. Um, most people, if you don't know about nits, probably most of the devices you've generally seen on a monitor is probably maybe 200 yeah. or 300 nits. So this is 500, so it's quite a bit brighter. Um, so that means even within moderate, if you're out there like bleeding light, I'm in California, we get tons of sun. <laughs> It's not going to be enough to block out that, but you know, definitely it's it's going to be enough to be able to give you a bold and bright and vibrant experience. Um, and got some cool stuff there too, like Victus. If you guys have never heard about that, I'm sure you guys have probably talked about this on phones and stuff. That just means that this has been designed for the real world. You throw it in a bag, you don't have to super worry about it kind of getting scratched, right? It's, it's going to be a durable display. Um, on the button size, you know, we can talk, talk about that a little bit more, but it's self-explanatory, right? I think some of the, the little cooler parts are going to be that, you know, we have integrated microphones, all right? Like I said, we also have AI noise canceling support where we can filter things out there. We have dedicated buttons for our UI interface so that you don't have to kind of go into Windows. You can just press the button and you could see, you know, your gaming information, like your frame rate. You could make changes to enable uh, functions or features and things along those lines. And all the buttons on here are pretty much remappable. So if you want to change one button from doing one function to another function, you're good to go. Don't worry about it. You have that option <laughs> available to you. Um, on the rear, we do also have something that some people are familiar with and some people aren't. And these are essentially just rear bumper buttons. These can be mapped for different purposes. Some people sometimes will use them and some people won't. You don't have to. It just depends on your game experience or what you're looking for. I like sometimes having maybe something like this. You can imagine in a certain certain game, uh, you could map a secondary function. So maybe you want to like go like a boost mode. Imagine you're for driving a car instead of just having the gas. Maybe there's like a boost action where the car goes faster. You could have that be mapped to that. And then then you don't have to kind of move your hands off another button. You can just move your finger to that and you could kind of kick into it. Or if right? you play Call of Duty and you know, you're like me, you don't want to lift your thumb up to jump. You want to keep your thumbs on the sticks. You make that yep, back button yep, be your exactly. jump button, right? There you go. Crouching mechanics, right? You know, crawl. There's so many different things. Again, so many different game mechanics. The point is the buttons just give you kind of the flexibility to do things. Um, some other cool little subtle things too is there's grip, there's texture. Some other devices you'll find on the market, they're all smooth. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, my hands sweat <laughs> when I game. Yeah. Um, so having texture is actually important um, because it, it just gives you a, a little bit easier ability to hold on to the device, make sure that it's present, right? Um, cooling design in there. Uh, most of almost all the devices out there are generally going to be one fan. We brought over a lot of really cool stuff here where there's a two fan design implementation. It's really well balanced and it's very quiet. So it's again, it's not blaring these fans at you when you're sitting there gaming, right? Which I think is in, is important. And you guys might have some questions on that, so I won't touch too much on there. <laughs> um, and then the, the Wi-Fi, which it gets overlooked. People might not think it's important, but it's very important because if you want to think about 
that's your source on how you're downloading your games, your patches, your updates. If you want to do cloud gaming, this is the fastest Wi-Fi spec that you can get. Think about this is the crazy point. Wi-Fi 6E is so fast that if you pair this up with something like one of our Wi-Fi 6E routers or any Wi-Fi 6E router, you can literally have speeds that are faster than a gigabit Ethernet cable. Nuts. Right? I don't think people have realized <laughs> that Wi-Fi has become that performant, right? We're talking about that literally you could have over a thousand megabits of speed through a wireless connection. It probably means that your ISP is probably slower than your actual Wi-Fi that's built in this, which is kind of crazy. Now, of course, Wi-Fi, there's a lot of things that play into it, right? You know, generally the further that you get away from the router, that signal will go down on like a fixed cable, which stays consistent. So I'm not saying that you're going to get a thousand megabits you know, uh, 75 feet away from your router. But the point is, if you know, you're sitting there in your office or your room or your living room, and you're close to having a really good signal, even conservatively, you could still be seeing 300, 400, 500 megabits of wireless speed. So that means latency issues, don't worry about them. You can yeah. generally have a great experience. <laughs> and that Wi-Fi chip also introduces the newest Bluetooth 5.2 standard, which gives you better quality, better stability, better range, and improvements in terms of the codec handling, in terms of actually audio quality, and even um, pairing multiple devices at the same time, which is kind of cool if you want to switch back and forth and stuff like that. So uh, we only put Wi-Fi on here, but actually the Bluetooth comes along for the ride, <laughs> you know, is the way that I, I kind of like to note it there. Um, and sound. Sound, I think, is a really big part here. Uh, you get speakers that are built into here, but of course you got a USB port on here. So if you want to take something like one of our USB headsets or like a Bluetooth headset, you can do that. But if you want to, we actually did really, really good speaker management on here. There's something that's called an amp. It's a dedicated smart amp that is matched to the speakers wow. so that we don't overblow the speaker. So you don't get heavy distortion. It means that you can be loud and clear and dynamic. We even have some virtual technology where we worked with our friends over at Dolby, where we've got Dolby Atmos support. So you can enable that. So if you want a little bit more of a virtualized kind of spatial sound, maybe a little bit more full, um, I won't say kind of a, it's going to surround you because that's, I don't think, accurate. The better way to kind of interpret is that it just helps to create a little bit more of a kind of dynamic presence um, that's, that it is there. And the great thing is you can customize that, right? So again, you can turn it off, you can turn it on, um, but it is present to you in the, in the audio design. And then, uh, Mitchell, you talked about it, right? The Army Crate SE. We do highlight it as a feature because it is a feature. Um, you know, a lot of times we're talking about hardware, but literally, if we had all this amazing hardware and we didn't have this UI interface, it would, I think, limit the functionality of what you really want to be able to do with the product and how you use it. So this is something that also will continue to evolve and be refined and improved upon, you know, month to month to month to month as we get our feedback from our users and for gamers and developers and even crazy stuff like right now, uh, the RGB lighting, uh, we already have game partnerships where we match our, like, our RGB lighting with some games. So if you like take a hit, like the lighting can actually dynamically change and stuff like oh, that. That's awesome. So there's all kinds of um, interesting stuff that we'll do with software. So that is your quick primer there on all the hardware. Is that it? That's in the. Oh, <laughs> yeah. just this old thing. No, that's more, right. But, but, but that gets you covered there in terms of the base stuff. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You know, I wish we had another hour just to sit and, and just, just, uh, <laughs> just to talk more about it. But unfortunately we don't. I mean, JJ, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, availability June, 
13th. Is that, am I correct on that? June 13th, correct. So it is available on pre-order right now. You can head over to uh, Best Buy and you can go ahead and get the pre-order for, um, like I said, the Z1 Extreme model. So the 699 model will be the first one that'll be shipping. And then a little bit later, we'll launch the 599 base version. Um, and I think as mentioned, noted, both these models, again, uh, will fully support also the XG Mobile. So we do already have those present, uh, they come in at different price points depending on the GPU you want to upgrade to. The one thing I'll note there is that it's not just a GPU upgrade. They do come included with things like more USB ports, wired oh, Ethernet wow. connectivity, HDMI output, um, wow. because it's designed as a true docking experience. So kind of the way that we envision is you're going to dock that, have that maybe connected to a higher screen monitor or yeah. a larger screen TV, right? And you could have everything connected to that get benefit to even have higher gaming performance right um and then just you could take your z1 excuse me you could take your ally off of the unit right and then experience it in that shape and form but then when you want that essentially that higher performance just go ahead and connect that xg mobile dock and you're good to go that's crazy i want mine today today no nope, right you gotta wait till june you gotta wait till june just like everybody I'll else wait till june jj thank you so much it. for I'll taking the time june. to join us please don't make it you know too long between visits it was a, a pleasure talking to you um and uh, you guys at home of course check out asus and, and the ally and let us know what you think about it and uh that's a wrap for this week's show mitchell thanks for being here it, was, it went by quickly didn't it, it did go by quick it did go by quick <laughs> uh we will catch you on our next episode thanks for being here You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash yourtechreport. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.